Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Centered. This is a podcast for spiritual practices for everyday life. We're really glad you're here. My name is Kaylee Rada. And I am David Dillon. And today we have another guest with us. This is Nikki Nickerson. Say hey. Hey, Hey, Nikki. Nikki is the youth pastor at Centennial Covenant Church, and she has a lot of experience doing like spiritual practices and all of those kinds of interactions with scripture, and actually implemented her own stations with the youth this past week. Nikki, would you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. First, just thanks for inviting me on. I'm excited just to share with you guys. Yeah, so this past Sunday, we chose to journey to the cross in a unique way for our students. And instead of looking at all the different stations, because let's be for real, I don't think our students can pay attention for that many stations. Yeah, one yes. night, that'd oh, be a one lot. One night. Plus, we have middle school students, so that's yeah. hard attention spans. Um, so we focused on five different events, and at each event, we looked at the character trait of humility as displayed by Jesus. Mm. And so it was just this really cool journey where we first started out by talking about Judas and how he betrayed Jesus. And Judas did ministry with Jesus for those three years, and then he betrays them. So what does that look like? And students had an opportunity to reflect and just center their hearts and their minds Mm. as they entered into this. We walked them in the upper room um, where washing of the feet, we didn't actually do that because... Again, gross. feet, gross. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then we took communion with the students, which was a really great experience. And then we journeyed to the Garden of Gethsemane, where students got to creatively, through art, just express where they are at with Jesus and just that mm. posture of humility coming before him authentically. Because we saw, we saw Jesus do that in the garden before his father to the point where he shed blood so it's expressing to our students, like, how can you be that authentic before the Father? And then we wrapped it up where they got to write their sins, their burdens on a piece of paper, and then they got to light them on fire. Mm, so nice. <laughs> students fire, you know, yeah. way just to release and let go. And um, our students uh, on our worship team led us in some songs just to conclude us. So it was just a great, fun night. Um, we had a lot of new friends come which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, so yeah, and I got to be a fly on the wall that evening. So I was in the room and, and uh, got to play one song with the team. But but then just to observe, I don't know, 30 plus yeah. middle school and high school students really engaged and at least mm-hmm. respectful in mm-hmm. the room. So it was a, a, just a wonderful evening together. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a question I'd like to pick your brain about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think spiritual practices has kind of been coined as a very adult thing to do. Um, So what does it look like for you to integrate different spiritual practices with students? And how have you seen them grow? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great question. I think for me, it's starting kids at an early age to say, hey, there's not one way to approach Jesus. There's mm. not one way for them to experience him. And so to whatever degree that we can incorporate prayer, to whatever degree that we can incorporate um, Lectio Divina with them, we do it just to show hmm. like, hey, again, this isn't an adult thing. You can start when you are young, it doesn't have to be a long, complicated thing because I think a lot of the times students feel like, oh man, spiritual practice, I'm gonna sit down and for 30 minutes write this or do this. And it's like, no, 
let's reframe that to say, you know, take two minutes this morning and just write a quick prayer to God or list out the things that you are thankful for and reflect back maybe in the evening what that looks like. And so we try to do a prayer practice once a month with the students, Mm. whether that's a prayer walk, whether that's praying over a certain ministry here at the church, just to say, hey, this isn't a special thing that you have to do, but it's just a natural way to incorporate these practices in and through their lives, wherever they are. That's amazing. I love that. Well, Nikki has done our creative writing for this episode, which we will hear a little bit later. We also have art this episode from Darlene Tolson, which can be viewed on our website at ccc-centered.org. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can see it right on the cover of this episode. We always encourage you to engage with this resource of artwork. And if you're driving, it's all right. We understand that sometimes we listen to podcasts during the day while we're busy. So we would just encourage you to take a look at that artwork after you have the time. And with that, we're going to center ourselves to really get ready to engage with this scripture and the station of the cross. Yeah, so this is station 14. Jesus is laid in the tomb. So before we listen to the scripture, let's take just a few centering breaths. Inhale deeply and then let it exhale very slowly. And then listen to this scripture from John chapter 19, beginning in verse 38. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And then as we have done in several of these episodes, like to read from Tony Jones in his reflections on station 14 in The Sacred Way. At the very moment that Jesus was closest to his eternal glory, he seemed to be farthest from it. His body was placed in a stone-cold tomb, sealed with a massive rock, guarded by Roman soldiers. Death is so very final. With that, I would encourage you to go ahead and take a look at the artwork, or if you are uh, unable to see that, 
take either this passage of scripture or, or Tony Jones' reflections and uh, create an image in your mind of this scene. And sit with that image. And with your mind's imagination, not only what do you see, but what other senses can you engage as you contemplate this scene in this stone-cold tomb? Is there some sort of response that you feel this is drawing from you? Some way you'd want to, to respond to what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking about as you gaze at this image. Go ahead and sit with that for a little bit. Stillness and sadness fill the air as the king is laid to rest. His body removed from the cross, beaten and bloody for our sake. With careful attention, his body washed with fine perfume, wrapped in cloth. In the distance stand the women in his life, watching, waiting, grieving. The stone rolled to seal the tomb where our king lay. Three days, the silence fills the air watching, waiting, our king laid to rest. Nikki's writing will be posted on our website, which again is ccc-centered.org. And as always, we're very grateful to be with you this episode, and we will see you again next time. Grace and peace.